with it tonight. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We still on the subject of regaining your focus. One thing I found out, your focus is easy to lose. Huh? The right thing come along, the right situation develop, your focus point is lost. Amen. Not, and not only that, you beat them forgot where you got off at. So it's hard for you to get back on where you got off huh? because you don't remember where you lost your focus point. Amen. Amen. If you would, please go to Romans chapter 13. We're in our church that if we don't be focused or remain focused, we might miss the glory train when it comes. Amen. Amen. <coughs> we might miss when God show up and we'll still be down here looking for him to show up and he done showed up and gone. You know how it is when you miss your transportation, whether it be by plane, bus, or train. Once it leave the station, you got to either make reservation to get on another one because that one is gone. But it's one thing I found out about God. When you miss that appointment, when you miss that transportation, it's a one-time thing. You can't catch a later flight. Uh-oh. And ain't no another train coming. So guess what? We have to get on when the time of refreshment comes from the presence of the Lord. We got to get on in. If you would, go to Romans 13. And we're going to read verses 11 through 14. Are we there? Let's read them, please. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the arm of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in routing and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust. Amen. Well, Paul declared that we are in a critical time. The time is critical, was critical in his day. So how much more critical is it in our day? Because now he's saying it is time to wake up out of sleep. He was talking then. So how much longer have we been sleeping? People were sleeping on the truth then, and the people are dead sleeping on the truth now. It's even getting worse on being in truth because of the so much deception that has been sown 
and so much of our still patting on our flesh and somebody knows how to pat our flesh to make us feel like we all right. Yeah, when we are all wrong. Amen. Amen. And we at the point now that right has got to be right and wrong, wrong. Amen. So no one is facing the reality of the final hour that is approaching. No one is looking at this critical hour that we're living in. Look at the time that you're in now. This has been recorded the worst time in the history of our life in the United States of America. And not only in the United States of America, you can see it worldwide now. The final hour of deliverance of salvation is closer than where you started out with Christ. Come on now. When we started out with Christ, we were going to fight. Huh? You hardly even wanted to step on a roach if he passed by you. You wanted everything to live. Come on now. Now you're trying to kill your own self. Because we're in that hour. That there is a lack of stability in people and the family's lives. Come on now. We, we save one day and we unsave the next. We happy about God one day, and guess what? We don't know what to be happy about the next day. We are come to a point of being unstable. <clears throat> Amen. God said we got to love him regardless of what the circumstances is or what we got to go through. We still need to find a way to love God. To give God his glory. To give God his praise. Come on somebody. To find a reason to worship the Lord. Sometimes you got to worship your way out of your situation. Huh? Come on somebody. When you worship in the Lord, you don't know. You don't want to know when that anointing is going to hit you. When you're going up or when you're coming down. But guess what? It don't matter when if it hit me when my feet touch the ground. Let's let it hit me. Come on, somebody. So, the final hour of deliverance of salvation is closer than when we started out. Wow. That's something. And guess what? It's a sad thing that we hang around the church for 40 and 50 years sleeping on the word of God. Jesus. Just to go to hell or miss out on being caught up in the rapture. Now we're back to that, that scheduled plane trip that I was talking about. Or that scheduled a uh, 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 train trip, a uh, bus trip, amen, that if you miss them, you got an opportunity to get you another rescheduled trip. But if you miss this him one, you can't reschedule this one. This is a one-time trip. Come on, somebody. 
So, I guess it's time for us to get refocused so that we don't lose the remaining of our time of trying to make it in. It is not too late. But guess what? We got to get on board. And guess what? Stay on board and don't get off at the rest stop. Oh, we got to get off too many rest stops. Amen. Amen. So, the works of darkness will come to an end one day. And guess what? And when it comes to an end, all the work of darkness that was associated with it will get the same penalty or the same place that that work of darkness is going. Because the light is going to appear. Jesus said he's coming back and he's coming back on the cloud. So the light is coming back. But when the light come back and shine on you, how is it going to find you? What's going to be your condition when the light returns? Have you noticed that you can be in a dark room and you can shine a light in a dark room and wherever that light is, it'll show you exactly everything where that light is. Uh, am I right? Don't make no difference how dark the room is, Jane. All you got to do is have a flashlight. Well, guess what? We better start having some flashbacks. So guess what? Because one day that light is going to shine on us in our dark spots. And it's going to show everything that is dark. Whoa. Whoa. My God. Huh? And we started singing the song, Shine Your Light on Me. Better make sure you get the dark out of the corners first. You know how it is, you know, we'll sweep the main part of the floor, but let them look at them corners. Go in somebody's house and look at them corners. You can find trash in each corner. Four corner room got four corner trash. But the same on the floor is clean. But as long as you can hide that other stuff, you better stay there as long as the light don't shine. Am I right about it? Well, guess what? One day when that light come back, it's going to shine in every dark corner. Mm. So now, what they're saying? Now we got to focus on cleaning up the room. Now we got to focus on cleaning up every corner. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Jane, man, sometimes I hate the day that we're going to have family dinners. Because when my wife gets to cleaning, Lord, have mercy. She have me in every corner. We got to get everything in order. Not just what we eat at. We got to get it all in order in the bathroom. We got to get it all together in the bedroom. We got to get it all together in the closet. If you can't get it together in the closet, close the door. Am I in the right place? So guess what? That's why we got to look at this thing when Christ come back. Is we got everything in order. Did that make sense? Because guess what? The works, the works of darkness will be exposed to the light. It's time for the people of God to stop working in the dark and be ready for the light of Christ to appear. You know what? And the thing about it, 
We don't have to guess whether he's coming. We know he's coming. The problem we have, we trying to get on our internet, or trying to get on our tablet and try to find out if there's a date in there that he's supposed to show up. Huh? But the Bible tells us and holds to his word that no man knoweth the day that he's coming. Nobody know but the Father which is in heaven. He got to get Jesus to sign and say, this is the day that you must return. Come on. So guess what? There is no information, nor have there leaked out any time or day, year, month, or a.m., p.m. when he's coming. What if he show up in the midnight hour? You sure ain't trying to get nothing in Jesus. Huh? If he show up in the midnight hour, you ain't trying to get nothing straight. You might be messing up a few things in the midnight hour. But guess what? You ain't trying to get them straight. Am I in the right place? So, attending, and this is one of our biggest things, Attending parties and New Year's parties and setting New Year's resolutions, guess what? That ain't going to get it. Setting New Year resolution ain't going to get it. What you got to set is Christ in your heart. What you got to do is get him ready in your heart for you can be ready when he returns. Come on now. New Year resolution. Well... I ain't going out no more. I had my last club night. But then you take it from the club and then you take the club home with you. So what did you do? You didn't do nothing. You left the club, but you took the gin ball with you. So what did you do? Your, your New Year resolution didn't mean nothing. If you didn't leave the gin ball in the club and picked up Christ on your way out, you didn't do nothing. Amen. Amen. I ain't heard nobody say no you New Year resolution. I'm going to church this time. I'm going to church in 2023 because I want to be saved. Huh? No, but uh, I'm gonna get my I'm getting my business straight. I'm, I'm gonna get my credit straight. Uh, I, I, I'm planning on opening up me a, 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 a small business. When are you going to open up your soul? That's the best business you can have. That's the best uh, New Year resolution that we can produce is try to get our soul straight so that we can go back with Christ. He ain't coming for your flesh. Uh, he ain't coming for your fine body, and he ain't coming for my back. Amen. Huh? But he coming for your soul. Amen. Huh? Make no difference how good you think you look. Uh, that ain't what he's looking at. Because when he see you, if he don't see the blood of Jesus Christ, he don't see nothing about you worth keeping. Oh, did you say that? If he don't see the blood of Jesus Christ on you, he don't see nothing on you worth keeping. 
So that tells me we got to get our focus point back. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, I know it's hard. I know it's hard because you're still in the flesh. But you got to purpose it in your mind. You got to purpose it in your mind that I'm going to do better. You got to purpose it on your, in your mind that I got to focus on that which is in here. The balance of your focus is in your mind. Huh? If we continue to let our mind run wild, our bodies will too. Amen. I know that's a fact. So, we make them New Year resolution. They're not good enough. You got to drop the works of darkness. Get in fellowship with God. Or be lost. People are more worried about COVID-19. Ooh, it's been on a rampage, ain't it? They were worried, more worried about COVID-19 than they was going to hell. Everybody, I don't want to catch COVID, but nobody's saying, I don't want to go to hell either. <laughs> huh? COVID-19 had the front seat. Am I right? Because their focus is worried about what kills the flesh and not about what kills the soul. And that is one of our biggest fears is what kills the flesh. But what about the soul? Your flesh going to die. If it die today, where your soul going? If it die today, what shape is your soul in? Hmm. Young or old, we all got to go. One day. Amen. It is high time for the church to wake up out of its sleep before it's too late. Come on, somebody. We, as the church, not just here, but church universal, has been sleeping so much on what's being said that from day to day, we forget about what was said. Huh? Am I right? So a lot of times we can come to the house of God and the word is powerful. The word is anointed, and we'll walk right out the door and forget what the subject was. And the subject was just one line. So I know if we can't remember what the subject was, how in the world are we going to remember what the contents was? Amen. This thing that we have taken so lightly is our life. Go to, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I send you in the well. Let me see that I have any notes in here that you might be, need to hear. I got a few. Paul said, you know what sort of time 
that we're living in. You should live properly. It is a time to wake up. You know that the day when we were saved, wow, look how long some of us been saved. The day that we were saved, Lamont, it don't matter how late you came in. It's all about where you're going at the end. Come on, somebody. So guess what? There is no seniority in salvation. The Bible says for us to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. The Bible tells us to run on to see what the end is going to be. He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. So guess what? Jane, you know what I found out? There's retirement in everything, but there ain't no retirement in church. Anybody that's read the book found a retirement plan in there, please let me know, because I hope you know. I need to know if there's a retirement plan in there. And you know when the retirement plan is? It's when Jesus comes back. He's going to retire you to righteousness, or he's going to retire you to damnation. Them gonna be the only two retirement plans. Ain't no in-between. Ain't no point you think things. Well, do we have another package? You know, when you get ready to retire, you always look for your retirement package. Do we have another another package, James? I didn't fit the first one you had. Hey, but two. This is eternal life and eternal salvation. The problem is. Is the church to stop focusing on the eternal? Hmm. Amen. So, Paul said, don't go to wild parties or get drunk or be vulgar or don't quarrel or be jealous. Woo. Boy, that's one. That's, that's that snake that easily sneaks in. That jealousy snake. That jealousy snake, he can sliver right on in. Come on, somebody. And next thing you know, he just sit right next to you. And to, he didn't come in to bite you, he come in to talk to you. Huh? He didn't bite Eve, he came in to talk to you. Huh? He came in to tell you about Alfreda. And he came in to tell Alfreda about you. Come on, somebody. Then you and Alfreda look as stupid as each other. Uh, well, guess what? You know, think about it, church. Think about the focus that we have. We look at each other and against each other for no reason that we get it to sick. need to eat the steak. No way we needed to go on a diet. But that's another story. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 
And Tina, don't you get to thinking you can't cook now? Uh-uh, shut your mouth, girl. You didn't say burn up, though, did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I had it straight, Antina. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 15 through 20. Let's read them, please. Uh-oh. But he that committed fornication a sin against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? And you are not your own, but you were bought with a price? Oh. Mm-mm. Tough stuff. Am I right? Lord have mercy. Let me get this doggone tablet. We lose focus on who we belong to. When you decided to come to Christ and give Christ your life, that he saved you from your sin, guess what? You was purchased. And the price that he purchased you by was his life. He gave his life for your life. Come on, somebody. He gave his life for your life. That, well, guess what? We can't run our life like we used to. But we do, but we're not supposed to. Hello, somebody. We still think that we are our own boss, but we're not supposed to. Am I right about it? And we lose that focus and we carry God's name only in title. We carry the name of Christ, but we catch this one. We carry the name of Christ, but we render our service to the enemy. We have gotten it down to a science. To give God lip service and a shout two days out of the week. But we are faithful in our actions of the enemy five days out of the week. Can you do a calculation on that on a month basis? We give God, what, eight days? And get the enemy 20. Huh? Then you can go on and do your furthering calculation and go on and figure it out to the year. 
how much time you gave the enemy versus how much time you gave God. Now I understand why it's so hard for us to give God a good service of praise and worship because your heart is divided and the devil gets all of your energy in serving sin. So when we get here, we don't feel like doing nothing else. We ain't beat up from going to church. We're beat up from the service that we give the enemy. Now we too tired.
We are we, we now are born to this thing. Did y'all hear me? We born to this. Therefore, God compares us. Uh-uh. God compares us with going out whoring on him. You went out and prostituted your service to the devil. You are prostituting because you became one with them. God said if we are joined together with him, we are one with him. And if we are not faithful to him, he will give us an irreconcilable divorce. God will divorce us. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He will give us a written divorce that will stand in heaven. Come on now. We'll still be running around the building think that we belong to God. And you done had your divorce paper service to you. And then you'll be wondering, down to the wire. Amen. He will give you that divorce and send you back to your outside lover. God paid a great price for our life to honor him not to be dishonored in the street. It's getting so that more church bad news is talked about among sinners than the good news of the gospel of salvation. Huh? There's more gossip in the street about church. Am I lying? Than it is they talk about souls being saved. God and what happened? God and your children. What happened to the good news? Oh. Somebody have to pay for the black eye. Do y'all hear me? To the sinner, salvation has been given a black eye because there's more dirty talk about us saints than it is about. They ain't even talking about sinners no more, Pastor. They just talking about church folks. Amen. And the sinner is saying that. Is that what you call salvation? I can stay where I'm at. 
Oh, so guess what happens? We cause, uh-uh, news break. We cause both folks to be lost and they are saved. Because we gave salvation a black eye. Mm. Sinners don't have a place to sit down in the nightlife because church folks are taking over the place. <laughs> it's bad, Jane. You go to the club and you can't even get to the bar because you got saints at the bar. Order the gin tonic. And not only that, ain't no shame in that game. Amen. And you still can't tell them they ain't saved. What you said the car? You ain't changed. Amen. They are posted right on social media. Am I making sense? So... Regain your focus. Regain your purpose. Regain where you're trying to go. Because guess what? Everybody is going, uh-oh, maybe that's why they mixed up. Everybody is going to hell, but everybody ain't staying. You got to go there because that's where the justice seat is. But when you go there, you got to go and stand before the king at the judgment seat. You got one trip. You got an opportunity to stay, or you got one trip to hell and you can't come back. One trip. One opportunity. So now, we have to ask ourselves, and this is everybody must ask themselves. Shortening time that somebody is going to be saved. 
Huh? Because guess what? The fire is coming and everybody going through the fire. And only few gonna come out of the fire. Uh-oh. God said he'll shorten the time. That will be a remnant. Uh-oh. Go to Philippians chapter 3. Jump in when you get ready, Pastor. The door is wide open. Let's read uh, Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16. That's for a start. Are we there? Let's read it, please. Not as though I have already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after as if that I may apprehend that of which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehend, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same things. One salvation, y'all. Ain't no two, three different salvation. It's one. Paul said he is not perfect, and neither are we. Paul said, I haven't reached my goal yet, but it don't stop me from reaching for it. Huh? I haven't made it, Paul said, I haven't made it to glory yet, but it don't stop me from being focused on it. You hear what he's saying? He said, but the Lord has taken hold on me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Look where we'll be if God hadn't taken hold on us. You ought to be glad God got a hold on you. Yeah. You ought to be glad that it is as well as it is with you. Amen. But it do not stop you from trying to reach perfection. Come on. We can't get settled where we is. And see, a lot of folks have got settled where they is when there's so much more to gain. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our character. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Amen. So Paul said, I stay focused and I keep running and I keep struggling to take hold on eternal life. Yeah. This eternal life is not gonna come to you easy. Huh? Because we forget we got an enemy of eternal life. Yeah. 
and he's out to stop any and everybody that is running for their life. Yeah. I do not feel that I have already arrived, but because I'm still in the struggle with this flesh. But there is one thing I do. I forget those things up behind. Oh, there we come up in. We can't forget what's in behind us. Uh, we can't forget about what we used to do. Come on, somebody. We, we can't forget about that pipe dream we got. Amen. We either lost focus on what's in front because we too busy looking. Uh, you know, a lot of collisions have happened because folks are looking behind. Not watching where they're going. Guess what? You can count your life as a collision when you can't look, stay focused and looking ahead of you and study looking behind you until you have, until you shipwreck. I've heard so many saints that were, can't say they heels now, but they were at one time, constantly talked about how the Lord was blessing them. And the only thing that they could reference to the Lord blessing them was by what they could put their hands on, not their heart. It was always about material things and they would always declare that God was blessing them by the material things that they obtained. That's what the devil don't mind giving you stuff. And make a fool out of them. Once was saints, now they ain't. Amen. That's in this life. That's what's happening in this world today. Amen. We still caught up in what we used to be. First, tell you, I'm a long way from what I used to be. Come on, somebody. Amen. 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 And guess what? And if I go back to what I used to be, I'll be a bigger fool than I was then. No, I'm saying this. 
about their soul and their money and everything else. But the problem is now we have went that way, the church has, uh -huh. towards more of the positive. Like, for instance, now you got motivational speakers People's in the church. In. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened to the gospel? Uh, just because you, it, uh, they're just concerned about getting your attitude up, but your spirit can still be down. Amen. That answers for you, sister. One of the things that you can reference back to is what Jesus has said about the man that uh, had all the goods and he ran out of space. So he told him to sit on the porch and he told him to go, so what are we going to do next? We're going to build bigger bones. But we can have a place to put our stuff. And then he told Saul, they went to sit down and told Saul that we're going to take our rest. And Jesus said, you fool, do you not know that your soul is required of you this day? So you can lose focus on God by putting your focus on things. Huh? I can have things, but things can't have things. So we have to learn how to put things in their proper order with God at the head of the table. The problem is that we take God off the head of the table because now we want to handle our own business. And you're right where the devil wants you at when you're handling your own business. Because he knows then you're going to forget about God. Amen. So Paul said, I struggle, but I stay focused. I stay focused on what's ahead of me. I can't afford to get trapped in my past accomplishments in the flesh. Now, quickly, let's go back and read what Paul, why Paul said that. Go to the fourth verse through the 11. And then we'll move on. But Paul began to tell you why he was struggling but guess what? He had to look what was ahead of him, not where he came from. Verse 4 starts at, Though I may also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had, well, he might. I'm more. The eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I count as loss for Christ. Yea, doubtfully count all things but loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, of whom I suffer the loss of all things, and do count them as done, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may obtain under the resurrection of the dead, Wow. 
order to know who he is. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you got to forget about your status. Huh? Come on now. Because all that, frankly, all of us got poor status. Huh? Hey, we want paycheck for being broke. Huh? Come on now. So we ain't got no business strutting around here like a peacock. Huh? And bless God and thank God for what you got. Thank God for where he's trying to take you. From glory to glory. Come on, somebody. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ that you may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Hmm. Wow. Paul said, I'm running. I'm running to get the prize. Yeah. You ain't never seen nobody run no race. Skip it. And think they're going to come in first place. Come on now. You ain't never seen nobody run no race, James. Get halfway around the track and then stop and take a break. So I catch y'all on the next lap. And call yourself going to win the prize. You must be conditioned. Huh? And the first condition starts where? In your mind. You got to get your mind conditioned to run the race. And then you get your body to come in to one with your mind so that you can run the race. Because guess what? Now it takes you to do physical exercise to prepare yourself for the race that's ahead of you. Now you gotta get some spiritual exercise to prepare yourself for the race that is set before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Oh, we gotta run the faith race. Huh? And running the faith race is darts, stumbling blocks, circumstances, situations, distraction to get you to take a break. I'm going to take a break because this is just too much for me right now. But guess what? The race keeps going. The race don't stop because you're taking a break. Huh? Hey, man. Now you can't, you wondering why you can't catch up with your fellow sisters and brothers because you took a break. Amen. And God, guess what? God keep elevating them because they're still in the press. And you taking a rest. And you want to be elevated. Don't come like that. Amen. Well, Paul said, if any of you have been reached maturity in the gospel, you should think the same way he do. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus. We got to have that same mentality. Because guess what? Life's going to throw some stumbling blocks at you. It's going to throw darts and it's going to throw some, some bowling balls at you. Anything that'll get you knocked off of your journey. 
You looking for him one way and he throwing some another way. Mm. Tough, ain't it? Go to Ephesians chapter 4 right quick. Verses 6 through 9. Now we get into the mind situation. Get the pimp beating reminiscing about them old pimp daddy days. And it takes one of my legs and one of his legs to make two good legs. Huh? Come on, y'all. <coughs> so we can't focus on that. Because we ain't what we used to be. Come on now. I think one day they were y'all was testifying. I used the phrase in the testimony. They said, do you uh, remember what God saved you from? I told them, yeah, I was scound booger. Whatever scound booger was, that's what I was. Huh? Come on now. But I'm so glad that God took the book out of it. 